we remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord tonight. Luke chapter 19. We're going to begin at verse 5. Luke 19 and beginning at verse 5. All right, Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste, came down, and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, the, behold Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to minister on this simple thought. When salvation comes to your home, when salvation comes to your home, you can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. I think it's important that I recognize the wonderful opportunity that I have every time that I have the chance to come and to get acquainted with this man named Jesus. It is not an ordinary thing that is happening or that is taking place when I'm allowed to come to a place that is singing about Jesus. It's important, amen, that our songs are talking about Jesus. It's, um, it's very kind of scary thing this, these days in the songs that people write that you can't tell if it's about Jesus or if it's about somebody that they want to get to know. I'm just being honest tonight. But I believe that our songs need to say it and proclaim who we are talking about and who we're singing about. Because the truth is, I can't be trying to sing and the song is not really about Jesus, um, but it's about somebody that motivated me or inspired me. For the longest, it was this song that we assumed that it was a gospel song because it was supposed to be sung by a gospel artist. And come to find out that the song that he wrote didn't really have anything to do with God. It had everything to do with his wife. 
and how that she held him up in rough times and inspired him and all of these other things. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen. But man, if I'm writing a song and if I'm singing, man, let me be singing about Jesus. Because in the end of the day, it was Jesus working through her. Amen. And strengthening her and putting the word in her mouth to encourage him and to help him to continue to stand. Listen, everything is about Jesus, friend. Because we are no good on our own, amen? Listen, it is by nature, amen, that we will say all of the wrong things, amen? There is nothing good in us. So if I give a good word, an encouraging word, don't pat me on the back, amen? Lift up your hands and lift up your voice and give the glory to the one that really deserves it, amen? Because by nature, I'm not good on my own. So if I'm giving you an encouraging word, and if I'm doing something for you, understand that it is God working in me. Amen. How many are excited about Jesus tonight? And if how many God have a made up mind, I'm going to give the credit and the glory to Jesus and Jesus alone. Because he's alone, he alone is worthy to be glorified. And it is possible for people to minister to you. And it is possible for people to encourage you and for people to give you a needed word right on time. It is, it is possible for people to help you and to extend um, some kind of help or some kind of assistance. But understand who is working through those people. Understand that we live in a wicked world. We live in a perverse world. And that Paul did not say that you know what? Some are good. He said none is good. Amen. And he even threw himself in that category. He said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. There is none that doeth good, the psalmist said. No, not one. We are all evil people. But I'll tell you that when Jesus gets a hold of a person's life, amen, what he can do with an individual's life is amazing. He can cause a liar to stop lying. He can cause a thief to stop stealing. He can cause the drug addict to flush the drugs down the toilet. He can cause the alcoholic, amen, to pour the alcohol down the sink. I'm talking about this Jesus, amen, that when he comes to your home and when he becomes into your life, I promise you, he comes not to do a bad work, but he comes to do a much-needed work. He comes to do a good work. He comes to turn things around for my good. i got to stop being closed off to what Jesus wants to do in my life. I need to recognize Jesus is not like my loved one that hurt me. Jesus is not like that joker I hooked up with and told me I was gonna, he was going to be with me forever and that we had nothing to worry about, but as soon as things got hard, they walked out on you. That's not who Jesus is, amen? And so we need to stop treating Jesus like that. We need to stop being closed off to Jesus, and we need to know he didn't come to subtract from our lives, but he came to add to our lives. Matter of fact, he came to multiply, friend. Jesus came to give me what I don't have. He came to give me what I so much need. And at this point in my life, I come to throw my hands up in the air, come to lift up my voice, 
Come to get on my feet and let it be declared. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in what you're trying to do in my life. Come on, friend. He says, I stand at the door and I'm knocking, huh? If you'd open up, I'd come in and I will sup with you. We say it like this. When Jesus comes, he comes and he brings groceries with him. Amen. He come to bless you. He come to provide for you. He come to meet your need. He come to turn things around in our lives for the good. He didn't come to take nothing from you. You ever had those people that they come and they come with nothing. Empty hands. And friend, they take everything when they leave. Didn't bring nothing and taking everything. That ain't what Jesus does, friend. Jesus came to give. He come to provide. He said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. Amen. I'm so glad that Jesus ain't a leech. Amen. That all he does is take, take, take. And don't give anything. Friend, Jesus came to give us everything that we need. He came to give me my peace back. Came to give me my joy back. Came to give me happiness. Came to help me to know what real love is. How many want to know what real love is? Amen. How many want to know that Jesus is the only one that can love us and provide for us? And so Jesus comes into Jericho. And as he comes into Jericho, there is this tax collector by the name of Zacchaeus. Now, it's important to understand that in this time, tax collectors was not the most popular people. Um, because it is, it is documented that these tax collectors had some kind of shady business going on. Um, that they were overcharging and that they were taking more than what they were supposed to. Uh, they were dishonest. They were greedy. Money was their motive, friend. That's what their motive was. Money was their motive. And so the Bible says Jesus comes, and he's coming into Jericho. And this man, Zacchaeus, is a rich man. And he is, let me just stop right there, because the, the fact that the Scripture says he was a rich man, but there was something else that he was looking for. There was something that was longing in his life that his riches could not provide him, that his riches could not supply him with. I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing wrong with having stuff in this life. There's nothing wrong with being well off in this life. But I think that people recognize that what they thought would make them happy is not working. And the money that they thought that was going to do it for them is just not working for them. Can I tell you how many people that are miserable tonight, friend, and they got a lot in the bank account, amen, but they are miserable people because you'll find out that money cannot buy you love. Matter of fact, all money will do is cause all of the wrong people to come out of the world works because all they want is what you have and what you can do for them. And that is not real love and that is not happiness and people get tired and worn out, amen, as they realize people don't want to know me for me, amen. 
They want to know me for what I got in my pocket and what I can do for them. Can I tell you tonight, I'm so glad that God has opened up my eyes that money is not what I need. What I need is a real encounter and a real relationship with the King of Kings and with the Lord of Lords. I'm going to tell you tonight, like Peter told Simon, your money is going to perish with you. You can't have enough money, amen, to get into those pearly gates. There's not enough money, amen, that can cause God to look past my uncleanness and my unrighteousness. Friend, I need something a little bit more than money, amen. I need all of my sins washed away as far as the east is from the west. I need to go down in the wonderful name of Jesus. I need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I need to learn how to pray. I need to learn how to fall in love with the word of God. I need to learn how to fall in love with the house of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, money will do me no good. Help me, amen, to find out what true riches are. Help me to understand what it means to be rich towards God. I need a real relationship with God. Money ain't going to do it. Zacchaeus wanted something else. There was something he wanted to see. And as he saw, heard Jesus coming, and no doubt the crowd that followed him, that the Bible says that Zacchaeus was a short man. And that old Zacchaeus could not see Jesus because of the fact that he was short of stature. I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, we've all been there where we have not been able to see Jesus. We've all been there because of our shortcomings, amen, and because of our failures and because of us, amen, not being able to recognize and to see that it is Jesus, amen, that we are in need of. It is Jesus. Every time the person takes the drink, it's Jesus that they're looking for. Every time the person shoots, amen, the drug uh, in their veins, it is Jesus that they're looking for. Every time the person hops from relationship looking for a new man or a new woman to fulfill their need, they're really looking for Jesus, amen, because they want love. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll never find real love in a human relationship. No man, no woman will ever complete you, friend. No amount of money will ever complete you. No friendships, no relationships will ever do what only Jesus can do. And every time the person takes the smoke, amen, they're trying to escape their problems. They're trying to escape the, the stress of this life. And the truth is, you don't need a temporary high. You need an encounter with the most high, friend. You need to encounter with a God that'll never let you down. I promise you, when you come into contact with Jesus, I promise you there won't be no hard coming downs. I promise you, when you come down, you won't have suicidal thoughts. You won't want to kill yourself because the Bible says the Holy Ghost, it doesn't let us down. It takes us from glory to glory to glory. Let me put that in 
lamest term, Jesus only gets better and better and better and better as the days goes by, as the weeks goes by, as the months goes by, as the years goes by, Jesus only gets better. I wish I had somebody that can testify that since I found Jesus, there has never been a low day. There has never been a depressed day. There has never been a day where I have felt alone. Jesus is able to give us what we're looking for. People are looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for happiness in all of the wrong places. In all of the wrong things. But if I could just change my position in life. If I could just change my perspective, I'll find out that it's not in this life, but it's in this man named Jesus. And Zacchaeus realized that everything that I have is not doing it for me. I need this man, and I need to get his attention. I need for him to see me. And so Zacchaeus climbs up this sycamore tree. And when Jesus is coming into the city with the crowd behind him, I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus noticed Zacchaeus, that, Z that Jesus found and saw Zacchaeus in that tree. And that day, Jesus recognized that this man had to put forth some effort. He had to put forth an effort to get up this tree just so he could get a glimpse of me. Can I tell you tonight, your effort will never go unnoticed when it comes down to Jesus. That Jesus sees every effort that we make to draw close to him. He sees the effort that I make when I get up in the morning and pray. He sees the effort that I make when I open up the word of the Lord and begin to shut off everything else and block everything else out. He sees the effort that I make when I come into the house of the Lord, when there's every demonic spirit force that is trying to convince me you don't need church or you can go to church here and here and it don't matter if, if you don't go here, you know, God understands. God sees the effort that I make to push through all of that and how families say you're going to church too much and you really don't need to do all of that. Amen. Jesus sees all of the effort that I make and it takes effort to get past people's opinions, especially when it comes down to family. But I come to serve notice to the devil and I come to serve notice to everybody he's speaking through and working through. There is nothing you can say. There is nothing you can do to convince me that I'm doing too much or that I'm going to church too much. The truth is I ain't going to church enough, friend. I'm trying to get as much church as I possibly can in these last and evil days. You keep on living it up and you keep on being wild and riotous living, friend. Jesus is on his way back and this ain't the time to cut down, turn down. It's the time to turn up when it comes down to church, friend. This ain't the time to turn down my praise. It's the time to turn my praise up. I tell you, Jesus knows that we come into the house of the Lord and we're a little weary and we're a little tired, but he sees the effort that we make 
when we lift up those hands anyhow and we lift up that voice anyhow and we let Jesus know how tired I am it's not going to stop me from lifting up my hands I know I had a hard day but I still came with a praise for you I still came to let you know that you're great and that you're wonderful and that you are strong and mighty Jesus sees the effort. Your efforts are not going unnoticed. And that's the problem sometimes is that we think it's all in vain. And that there is no reward in what we're doing. I'm going to tell you something. I may not see the reward that I would like to see in this life. But I promise you, there's a reward that will trump anything that you could ever receive down here. Anybody still excited about heaven? Anybody still want to walk through those pearly gates? Anybody still want to walk those streets of gold? Anybody still want to hear those words? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I can't get hung up on getting a reward down here. Friend, can I tell you, as long as I get a reward, amen, over there, amen, it don't matter if I ever see it down here. As long as my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, as long as heaven is my home, that is great enough for me. And so Jesus, the Bible says, when he came to the place, that he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus. And he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And so Jesus came and he saw him. And he called him to come down. I'm going to tell you tonight, Jesus is calling. He's calling us all. He's calling us into relationship. He's calling us into fellowship. He's calling us into, listen, a better way of living. A better life. And I'm going to tell you something. I cannot base my decision on what anybody else is doing. I cannot base my decision on whether anybody else is answering the call. I can't base the, my decisions on whether my family is answering the call, whether people on the job is answering the call, whether people in the neighborhood is answering the call. I got to hear, have a made up mind. He's calling me, and I know he's calling me. Not everybody else can ignore the call, friend. But I've come to find out that there is nothing greater to be a part of. There is no relationship that is greater to be in, amen, than a relationship with Jesus Christ, fellowship with Jesus Christ, where he is dwelling with me, amen, where he is walking with me every step of the way. When I go home, Jesus goes home with me. When I'm in my car, amen, Jesus is in my car with me. When I'm in a world, amen, that is filled with violence and chaos and that you don't know from day to day what's going to happen, I promise you, you want Jesus walking with you. You want Jesus dwelling with you. You want to answer the call, amen, and you want to put your hands in the hand of the Almighty God and say, lead me, Jesus, 
along the way. Can I tell you on a Sunday night, I come to answer the call once again. I come to let Jesus know I hear you calling tonight. I hear you calling me to a better relationship. I hear you calling me to a deeper walk with you. And it don't matter what anybody else does. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It don't matter if anybody else prays. I got a made up mind. I'm going to pray. I got a made up mind. I'm going to come to the house of the Lord. I got a made up mind. I'm going to be faithful to this God. Jesus called him. He came down. The Bible says in verse 6, and he made haste. and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. My God. Listen, it's amazing how we look at others. Amen. Listen, and not remembering the condition that we're in. He wasn't the only sinner, amen? They all were. But they figured, well, this guy's a tax collector. He is stealing. He's taking from people. And so he's a sinner, amen? But the truth is they all needed to be delivered, amen? They all needed salvation, amen? Can I remind you we all got to come to a cross? There ain't no big us. And no little use, we all got to come to a place of repentance. We all got to come to the waters to go down in the wonderful name of Jesus. We all need the Holy Ghost, amen. There ain't no such thing as good flesh. All of our flesh is no good. All of our flesh is rotten. And we got to come with our hands lifted. And we got to come with our voices raised. And we got to come with a made up mind. Don't come saying, well, that word was for them, amen. No, that word was for me, friend. I need that word, amen. I need to apply that word to my life. I need God. I need the Holy Ghost. I need God to work in my life like never before. Isaiah said we're all like sheep that are gone astray after our own way. I got to remind myself, you are able to wander off as well. So you got to stay on your face. You got to keep your hands lifted. You got to keep your voice raised. You got to have a made up mind. I'm going to keep a praise on my lips. I'm going to remain repentant before the Lord. You can be seated. They all said, this man goes and be guest with a man that is a sinner. And so the Bible says that once Jesus gets to Zacchaeus' house, that Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, he says, I restore him fourfold. Now I'm going to tell you something. What a conversion, what a change of heart that has taken place in Zacchaeus just by him encountering Jesus, just by Jesus telling him to come down, that today I'm coming to your house. I must abide in your home. And what a conversion, what a change of heart that Zacchaeus has that Zacchaeus is not concerned about taking any longer. But Zacchaeus has now become 
a giver, friend. I'm going to tell you something. That is conversion. Amen. That there is a change that is supposed to happen when I have an encounter with Jesus Christ. I'm not supposed to be the same taker, friend, when Jesus has worked in my life. But I'm supposed to have the spirit of giving when Jesus works in my life. Because, listen, I can't be a taker, amen, because a taker is someone that is selfish, that all they think about is them, self-centered, amen. It's all about them and what they want and what they feel they need. But how many know, amen, that when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, that when you get the real Holy Ghost, friend, there is supposed to be a real change, amen, that I'm not supposed to be a taker any longer. I'm supposed to be able to look out and see the need, amen, and see how can I give, amen, how can I give to God, amen, how can I give God my time, my energy, amen, and my substance to let God know that I'm thankful and I'm grateful for the night that he found me, amen, in that hole, and I was bound by every unclean and every perverted spirit, and God delivered me, God spoke a word in my life and that spirit was broken those chains was broken off of my life and I've never been the same can I tell you tonight not only in substance amen but also in praise and worship I'm supposed to have a made up mind there is only one that is worthy of this praise there is only one worthy of me getting excited over there is only one worthy of me lifting up my hands and giving the glory in the honor. So I come to give to him, amen, because he's given me so much. He's given me life and that more abundantly. So I come to lift up my voice. I come to lift up my hands and I come to let God know you're worthy of all of the honor. You're worthy of all of the praise. When Jesus works in our lives and when Jesus turns our lives around for the good. We're no longer takers. But we are looking at how can I become a giver? How can I show God? How can I show that there is true conversion? Because, friend, I can't have the Holy Ghost, and all I am is taken, taken, taken. And all it's about is me. How can I make me better? I want more. I want as much as I can possibly get. I have to become a giver. And Zacchaeus said, Lord. He said, behold. He said, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house. For, as, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. And so Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. I'm going to tell you tonight, there is nothing greater. There is no greater day. Than when salvation showed up to my house. 
showed up to my home. That God sent someone to knock on my door. God sent someone to invite me to his house. And there has been no greater day when I went down in the wonderful name of Jesus. And that God filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you tonight that if there's anything that we ought to be thankful about and that we ought to keep a praise on our lips about, and that is, is that salvation came to us, amen, that when we needed it, we were lost, we were bound, we were shackled, we were destined for failure, we were destined for destruction, generational curses had been passed down to us, and we was destined to repeat those bad behaviors and make those bad decisions and go down that wrong and destructive path. But friend, every day that I awake and God allows breath to enter into this body, friend, I fall down on my knees and I thank God for the day, amen, that he used somebody to tell me about Jesus and to tell me about this great salvation that we are partaking of tonight. Can I tell you, it never gets old, amen? It should never get old. I should always be excited about this. I should always be excited about the day that salvation came to my home and the fact, amen, that I'm still here in the land of the living. Who knows, I would have been dead a long time ago and would have been in a devil's hell a long time ago, but I'm still in the land of the living and I believe that is enough for me to lift up my hands about. I believe that's enough for me to rejoice about. You may not have everything that you would like. You may not have everything that you think you should have. But friend, if you got salvation, if you got Jesus Christ, if your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, I promise you that is greater than any amount of money. I promise you that is greater and bigger than any kind of home. I promise you that is greater than any relationship that you could ever be in. Anybody excited about salvation tonight? Anybody excited that your name is written down in that book tonight? Anybody excited about Jesus and all that he has done for you? Salvation. He could have went to somebody else. He could have sent that witness to somebody else. They could have told somebody else about that church service. Could have knocked on somebody else's door. Could have went to somebody else's job. Didn't have to come to mine. Could have went to somebody else's neighborhood. Didn't have to come to mine. Why me? Out of all of the billions and billions of people that are still blinded to the truth, friend. Why me? Why did God choose to send someone to my home to knock on my door? Why did God, listen, so many people that are sitting up in false places that are calling themselves church, why did God, when I was looking for a church to go to, why did God lead me to the right church that was going to declare the truth 
of the word of God that was going to declare, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That was going to preach the word the way that it is, not adding to and not taking away. Why? I'm going to tell you, when that happens, I need to recognize that God's hand was on my life and that God's face shined upon me and that God extended mercy and grace and favor unto me to bring me out of the darkness into his marvelous life. And if you ever, ever a day that crosses your mind and you feel like you don't have nothing, you better remind yourself, I got the greatest gift known to man. I may not have a Mercedes. I may not have a big house to live in, but I got the power of the Holy Ghost that when that house burns down and when that Mercedes burns up, friend, I got something that's going to catch me up out of here. I got something that is going to cause me to see him in peace. That's not a light thing. That's not a light thing tonight. And too many times we allow the world and everything that the world is pushing out and everything that the world is promoting and everything that the world is doing. Too many times we allow unsaved family. I ain't getting off of that, amen. Because I believe, amen, the things that are leading people down the wrong path is lost family that are mad because of the conviction and the light that people bear. And they want to put that light out, friend. Can I tell you tonight, I got to let family know tonight, you're not going to stomp out and you're not going to tear apart what God is doing in my life. I'm sorry that it's convicting, but you know what? God is trying to work on you. Why don't you find your way to an altar? And why don't you fall down on your knees? And why don't you lift up your hands and lift up your voice and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost friend? Don't dumb it down for family. Don't turn it down for family. You better turn that light up, amen, because you are their only hope of being saved. You better turn that light up. You better take that lamp from under that bushel. You better put that light out so that all men can see. I cannot allow family, cannot allow co-workers, cannot allow the spirit of this age to cause me to forget what has happened in my life and what has come to my household. Who has come to my household? What a change that he has done in my life. I'm going to tell you tonight, everybody don't make it. Everybody don't stick with it. I'm going to tell you something. Oftentimes, people begin to proclaim that, you know what? I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here when the doors are open. Every service, I'm going to be here. That's where I'm going to be at. And you better say, if the Lord's willing, I'll be here. Because I'm going to tell you something. God hears that, but you better understand somebody else hears that. And that all the forces of hell is going to come against you and do its best, amen, to knock you out and to knock you down. I better understand what I'm up against tonight. But anybody up for the fight tonight? Anybody got a made-up 
right now we ain't lying down. We gonna make it into the house of the Lord. We gonna hold on to this truth. We're not going mass tonight. The devil is not walking all over us tonight. Amen. But we are rising up in the power and in the might and in the strength of the almighty God. And we are casting some things down. We are burning some things by the authority that is in the name of Jesus. And we are declaring, friend, we will have the victory. We will live an overcoming life. We will walk in dominion and authority that God has given us. We will. We will. You can be seated tonight. I told my testimony a couple of times how that it was, truthfully was, it was our hairdresser. Believe it or not, Brother Lewis had hair back in the days. I know you don't believe it. Believe it now because I got some, some spots that have been thinning for quite some time now. And I've been doing everything that I possibly can do to, to try to maneuver, try to cover up, and it's not working. But believe it or not, back in the days, I had a Jerry Curl. Thick hair. Jerry Curl back in the days. This is before Christ. I didn't know any better. Didn't know any better. And just about everybody in my family had one itself for my, the last the last one of our siblings, he didn't have one. He was uh, so glow. <laughs> but we had one, and it was our hairdresser. Oh, my goodness, it, it, <laughs> to even say that. Oh, my Lord. Um, it was my, our hairdresser that um, invited us to the house of the Lord. I believe if the date is correct, it was 1990, Easter Sunday. And invited us to an apostolic service. And when we came, our lives were never the same. And that we, had, we started going from that day forth. And that you'll find out that there was a point where this, this woman that invited us, um, that she wasn't always, you know, there. You know, it was a little hit and miss. And I can remember the service that she stood up. And she declared, you know, um, I'm going to be here from now on now. Every service, I'm going to be here. And she said, when the, when's the night service? I'm, I'm going to be here. She said, oh, and oh, y'all got, got youth on Friday night. Amen. I'm going to be here too then. Can I tell you, after that service, I never seen that woman again. Never showed up again. Never showed up again. Later on in life, I recognized that God only used that woman. Amen to reach out to us. And that's the case for a lot of people, amen, that God saw this family, amen, in a trailer park, amen. God said, I'm going to save that family. I'm going to do something in that family's life. Salvation is going to come to that household, amen, and I'm going to bring them out, amen. And he used an individual for a time, amen, 
to save me and my family, friend. And I'm going to tell you something. I can never forget what God has done in my life. Listen, there were other people, amen, that were in that trailer park, amen. Why me and why my family? I'll never know why. But all I can do is lift up my hands and lift up my voice and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that your eye was on us. Thank you that your favor was on us. See, God's favor ain't got nothing to do with what's in your pocket, friend, or what's in your household. But friend, if God has reached out to you and has pulled you out of the muck and pulled you out of the mire, friend, that is God's favor on your life. And you ought to lift up your hands. You ought to lift up your voice. Every chance and every opportunity you get. We could have been lost, friend. We should have been lost. Amen. But God said, not that family. Amen. I'm going to do something in their life. I know they're going to have some hard times here and there. Amen. And they may wander off here and there. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to bring them back in. And I'm going to do a wonderful work in their lives. Can I tell you, salvation has come to our homes. And we ought to be excited about it. We ought to shout about it. We ought to rejoice about it. Every chance that we get that God has forgiven us. Let us remain standing tonight. Zacchaeus. I must needs come to your house. When Jesus came to Zacchaeus' house, what a change. What a conversion. Do you know that we ought to see the change that Jesus has done in one's life. There ought to be fruit. There ought to be fruit that Jesus has changed my life. I ought to be bearing fruit. Listen, before Jesus, my heart was filled with hatred and violence and anger. My Lord, God forbid that is still filled with violence and anger and hatred and malice intent. No. My attitude was stink, amen. I mean, it smelled worse than a skunk. It's pretty bad. Bad attitude. Help me to not have that same bad attitude. There should be a change. Listen, I was a thief before, Je before Jesus. Help me not to still be thief being a thief and robbing and taking what don't belong to me. Don't belong to me. Stop that. That's not mine. Zacchaeus said, everything, Lord, if I've taken from anyone false accusation, he said, I've restored it, Lord, fourfold. That's what happens when true conversion takes place in one's life. When true conversion takes place, I've heard of people getting the Holy Ghost and instantly the taste and the desire for nicotine and alcohol leaves and they never pick it up again 
They never smoke it again. They never drink it again. I'm telling you, this thing is real. It is real. That Jesus is able to clean out one's heart for the good. And God knows I need him to clean up this heart of mine. I need him to work on this heart of mine like never before. I'm telling you that we're here tonight, amen. And that is because salvation has come to our house. Jesus saw us and where we was. Listen, not only did he see where we was, he saw where our life, what our life would be out, be without him. He saw that. You may have not seen it, but he did. And that's what caused him to begin to move on my behalf and to begin to send someone to me to bring me to church, to invite me to the house of the Lord, to sit down with me and teach me a Bible study. Listen, when it's time for Bible study, don't run away from that. Friend, that's God reaching to, for you through that Bible study, trying to bring me out, trying to deliver me, trying to put tools in my life that is going to cause me to be successful and keep me from making the same bad decisions that have gotten me in the place that I am. Listen, I want everything that God has for me. Whatever he wants to do in my life, I want him to do it. Let's lift up our hands and let's lift up our voice. Can we give him some thanks tonight? Can we offer up some thanksgiving tonight? Can we lift up our hands and lift up our voice and say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I realize my life could be a whole lot different. I realize that I could be somewhere else, Lord. I realize that I could have been in eternity already, dear God. Without, Lord, ever coming into the knowledge of this great salvation. Oh, God, I realize that things could be a whole lot worse than what they are today, dear God. And we offer a thanks to you, Jesus. We lift up our hands. We lift up our voice. Lord, we never know why, Lord, out of all of the billions, dear God, that you chose us, that you brought us out of darkness into your light, your marvelous light. Dear God, that you reveal to us the truth of your word, dear God. Oh, Lord, we don't know why, but we all we can do is say thank you, Jesus. All we can do is commit ourselves to you, dear God. Commit our lives to you, dear God.